Hello, lovelies. I love how the universe works. And I think I love how people work too. I don't know. (laughs) You know, we've been talking about death a lot lately. Well, I was scrolling through my feed and the absolutely fabulous, smart magician Mark Stavish made a post. And it was so good that I want to read it to you as a news break as it is incredibly relevant to what we've been talking about. And I asked his permission, and this is why I laughed, because instead of saying yes, he sent me three amazing documents called Practicing Death as the Path to Illumination. So we're going to get into that because it is just gold, as you might imagine. And um, I don't know if you know this about Mark Stavish, but he runs a... Well, it's a hermetic institute where he teaches magic like for real. And he's incredibly intelligent. And we actually have him featured in season three talking about the Kundalini process because he has a lot to say about that. So I'm going to put his information below so that you can find him and possibly sign up for a course. Or you can read his articles and if you so choose, a little donation might be great as he is independent and essentially the Hermetic Institute relies on the kindness of strangers. But for today, I am going to read you this little news break. And in case he hasn't given me permission to read this, I'm going to beg forgiveness. But I assume since he sent me three documents that it's okay. All right. And it's called the Reincarnation Pyramid. Are you food for the gods? If we look at humanity as a whole and apply a simple bell curve to it, we can see that just about 5% of the population is said to be sociopathic. So we all know that's true. We might actually think that. Number is a little bit higher than 5% these days. But anyway, that's a topic for another podcast. So too is about 5% of the population dedicated to the path of return in some form or another. So what is the path of return, first of all? The path of return teaches you how to integrate the life of form with the truth of formlessness. While living in your incarnated life form, you become completely aware that your true identity is formless and divine. So I guess without really even knowing it, (laughs) you learn something new every day. Uh, Essentially, that's what this podcast is about. (laughs) See, I love it. I love, I love, I love the universe. All right, so we're talking about the path of return here. So let's go back to his thing. So too is it about 5% of the population dedicated to the path of return in some form or another. The rest spreads out along the curve ever so neatly. A diagram to this effect was in Itzhak Bentav's book, Stalking the Wild Pendulum. And these numbers are found in various works in psychology as well. So what does that mean to us? Well, if you are not in that top 5%, 
your chances of sustained survival in the invisible is limited. Hence the term second death in Revelations. If you ignore the reality of the bottom 5%, your chances of survival in the visible is limited as well. The mass of 90% that call across the curve is now the question. Are you in the 10% nearest the high-end practitioners? If so, then get moving and get into that bracket or maybe expand it a little if possible. The bottom 50% will not survive in any meaningful way the first pressures of the astral, the gate of Saturn. Of the remaining 35% or thereabouts, various degrees of survival will take place. This is fitting with a general belief among one-third of Americans in reincarnation. Around the world, about 40% believe that we cease to exist after death. And well... If you believe it, it will be so. Into the cosmic recycling bin you go. Twinkle, twinkle, believe it will be so. Into the cosmic recycling bin you go. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I think I need more coffee. Okay, of course, there are many additional questions we can ask and rabbit holes to explore, but none of those takes the place of personal practice and experience of one's inner potential. There is another method, that of the egregore, and with it, personal relationship with deity. That is a discussion for another time. Until then, get practicing. Okay, so that last sentence is indeed... A huge (laughs) subject. And I have talked to the fabulous Peter Mark Adams about that. And it's something that we actually get into in the magic show. And in this exact moment, I do not recollect to the extent that I feel comfortable just blurring it out on you. But it is a very important bit of knowledge to become acquainted with. It's basically the difference between climbing up the mountain or having a helicopter come down and pick you up. That's the gist of this egregore relationship thing that Mark is talking about. Who knew any of this stuff, right? Like, who knew (laughs) any of this stuff? It's just, again, I go back to the fact that we have lost so much. This second death business doesn't sound very good. The second death, as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all the liars, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Revelation 21, 8. So basically, annihilationism, which is a philosophy, around this whole second death thing. (laughs) It teaches us that the lost souls will ultimately be put out of existence. I think that sounds a lot nicer than this fire and sulfur thing. But wait, there's more. We have a new news break. Just when I think it's all sorted, there's new information. So remember we're always talking about these are stories. Well, my friend, 
Thomas Joseph Brown on his brand new Substack, which is wow, so amazing, was talking about the supersensible perception. And he is coming at it from the Goethean perspective, and he was quoting Steiner. So I'm just going to read it to you because I think it's worth putting in the pipe. So a few days ago, we were talking about how Ingo Swan said that people with advanced intuitive clairvoyance could possibly become famous because as a result of these supersensible powers, they could tap into the fates and the destinies. Now, this is not necessarily a contradiction to that, but it's just something to add into the pipe before we smoke it. So this is a quote of Rudolf Steiner in Thomas Joseph Brown's Substack. This is Thomas first. <laughs> the spiritual world is not seen as anything to be simply believed in, but rather one where we reconnect with the spiritual forces of creation through the conscious effort of cognizing natural processes while engaging in concomitant inner development. This inner development leads to a metamorphosis from an external focus to an internal focus, where faith transforms into knowledge and clairvoyance into intellectual capacity. So here is where he's talking about the more clairvoyant. This is Steiner now. We must not be misled when we meet people who have not advanced by means of intellectual comprehension, but have certain psychic abilities that seem to appear spontaneously. Based on our comprehension of the mission of spiritual science, we know that souls can now think only because the clairvoyance of an earlier age has been suppressed. Now we're going to stop there. So Steiner in his cosmology talks about the evolution of the human races, okay? So he has these root races and he takes us through all these different periods. I've spoken about this before, but there's the ancient Egyptian, the Atlantean, the Lumerian, the Indian, all of these different periods in human evolution. And prior instances of humans had very, very developed psychic abilities. And so as we're coming into our particular root race, Rudolf Steiner explains that these natural clairvoyances were pushed aside to enable us to have intellect. And the mission now for us, this stage of development, is to develop these psychic abilities ourselves. So we had them We've lost them, and now we have to have a marriage between the intellect and clairvoyance by developing our clairvoyance back, which, by the way, Thomas speaks about in his substack in this particular one. So have a look at that when I uh, post it for you. But anyway, back to Steiner. People with natural clairvoyance, which was not acquired through inner effort, must be seen as persons who have remained at an earlier evolutionary stage and who should therefore receive special care in our society rather than being considered particularly advanced. It would be an incorrect judgment if we were to consider such souls particularly mature as having experienced particularly high incarnations. People with a natural gift or clairvoyance have gone through far less than those who are thinkers nowadays. Now, 
And again, I love how the universe works because I was just put onto something that is going to kind of validate this whole fates and destiny discussion that I want to get into next. But in a way, this does not necessarily contradict what Ingo is saying. Ingo is saying that people with advanced clairvoyance are able to pick up on the fates and destinies and utilize that to become famous and rich and that kind of thing. Now, what Steiner is saying is that where we might have, and including myself, mistaken these people for being advanced incarnations, if they were born this way, then possibly they are less advanced and have more of the old era of human capabilities. But that does not preclude them from surfing the fates and destinies. Now, does it? So lots to think about, my lovelies. And I am going to get on to fates and destinies next because the universe told me to. (laughs) And more soon. Hello, lovelies. I am so excited to announce the release of our new film called Heka. Heka looks at the magic of ancient Egypt and how that pertains to the story of ancient Egypt and fills in a whole new perspective that we have been missing collectively for hundreds of years. It features Gordon White, Chance Gardner, Joseph Patrick Farrell, Lon Milo Duquette, Tobias Churton, Graham Hancock, of course, the fabulous John Anthony West, Rupert Sheldrake, Stephen Skinner, Thomas Sheridan, Peter Mark Adams, Thomas Joseph Brown, Aton Veggie, Mog Morton, Bernardo Catstrop, Shauna Holm, Mark Passio, John Zaraki, and the goddess Joanna Kujawa. I am so incredibly proud of it, and I invite you to come and have a look. You can find a link on MagicalEgypt.com.
Material. <laughs>